0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to White Coats of the Roundtable, a healthcare podcast focused on career development, non clinical careers, and burnout prevention. John, welcome to 2024. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Man, I am excited to be back. The break was wonderful, the break was needed. But we were just saying before we came on air, you know, it was necessary and good because both of us were kind of chomping at the bit to get back at this and, and downright excited. So I think this is actually a great example to, to use for our listeners that sometimes stepping away from something you love to make sure that it doesn't become monotonous um, or drudgery is a good thing because I was still love the podcast. I really enjoy it. But just doing an episode every week is, is a big commitment and just taking five weeks off has restored my passion. So it's really good.
1: Yeah, I think uh, we were doing one a week, but for a little bit, we did two podcasts a week, sometimes even three just so we can get the break and be able to still post. So yeah, it, we put in the work ahead of time. And this little break was was really nice, especially putting that extra work in before we left.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think for the future, for our loyal listeners that are uh, joining us every week, I think our our rhythm moving forward is going to be probably a summer break and a winter break. Because I think that was really nice. It was helpful. We want to make sure we're practicing what we preach in terms of work-life alignment and, and family time. So having the summers off and then having the winter holiday season off is really quite lovely. So with that, John, let's uh, let's maybe dive into our topic. It's the start of the year. We're going to be releasing this in the first week of January. I think it's a great time for us to maybe reflect on New Year's resolutions. But before we talk about that, I want your thoughts on New Year's resolutions, because I know every single year, I don't know how your social media feeds are. But I see things of people saying, Alex Barker actually just had a post of saying, don't do New Year's resolutions, that they're silly, no one adheres to them, but instead, you know, do whatever approach is an alternate. But so what are your thoughts on New Year's resolutions, either personally or professionally? Are they good? Are they a way to keep, keep accountable or are they just crap?
1: Oh, I, can, I can tell you at least 50% of the people listening rolled their eyes because resolutions. That's what I wanted to ask you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was talking to my wife last night about it. Because she knew that this was our topic today, I said, "Yeah, I gotta, I gotta think of some resolutions." It, she just kind of was like, uh, "Really? Like it's like, <laughs> too okay. corny?" Yeah. It, well, I, I'm not in the camp of calling it corny. I, I believe that New Year's resolutions is a great opportunity for somebody who had been planning already to make some sort of a change. Just to put something to, so let's put it in clinical um, perspective. Think about nicotine when somebody's getting off of cigarettes and they have to run a tobacco product. They have to schedule a date of their quit date. um, And whether they're taking Zyban or whether they're using uh, Chantix, whatever it is, you're supposed to pick a date to quit and that's your motivation. And you start taking your medication, you quit that day. I, I would say that it's very similar to resolutions as, If you're motivated, you want to make a change, you put a date on it, and you're more likely to uh, meet the goal. You can't meet a goal if you're not setting it.
0: I completely agree. I think we've talked so much on the show about planning and that really the key to career success, in my opinion, and I think you agree, is to have a plan because I think so often, whether it be personal finance, whether it be career, uh, heck, even relationships or family, we, we feel stuck. And a lot of times it's driven by just not thinking ahead. Where do I want to be? How do I get there? That A to B thinking. So I think New Year's resolutions are good, even if they are corny, because it's an opportunity to sit down, to reflect on what has happened the previous year, but then also to lay out what may be a bit of a roadmap for the next year. And that certainly it could be aspirational, or it could be real meaningful things that, um, that you can achieve. And then also figuring out, I think, the key with that is how you're going to do it. Yeah,
1: I, I think I think this would be a good transition just to go right into what our resolutions are because we, sure. we can discuss how we're going to implement it. Then.
0: All right. Sounds good. So sticking with kind of what we did for our what we're thankful for episode, I think we have both identified three career New Year's resolutions. We'll maybe keep our personal ones to ourselves unless you want to share them, John. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to go first or do you want me to take a crack at the first one that I've got? You know what, I've, I've got one to start with. Now,
1: it is it is personal and professional. We'll allow it. Hear me out. All right. So uh, I I reflected back on the times in my career where I felt very satisfied and felt energized and I was exercising a lot and I haven't been for quite a while. Uh once COVID hit, I was out of the gym and it did affect me, I believe it affected me personally and professionally because um you you don't get the outlet, um you your days aren't scheduled as well and you can get a little uh laissez faire about life. So exercise really does help me motivate in many different areas. And so my wife and I were talking last night, hopefully we're not the people who show up in the gym and everybody looks and just like god.
0: And then you're not there by February. Yeah, yeah, the yep.
1: new people are here taking <laughs> up all the benches. So, um but I was very motivated in the past and there's something that I I took a lot of pride in um hitting PRs and really trying to eat right so that I can lift heavier. It's is something I really enjoyed. So um, I believe that's going to affect my professional life because it's, it's a great motivating, energizing factor in my life.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, and I it, just from a mental health perspective, exercise is probably the modifiable thing that we can do in our lives that will have the greatest impact on both physical and emotional well-being. If you want to live longer, if you want to to be healthier and active longer into your later years, but also if you want to do everything that you can to optimize mental health, 20 to 30 minutes of exercise a day consistently in so many studies shows just immense benefit, benefit that often outperforms medications when we're talking about mental health. So I love it. I think that's great. And I I do agree. We'll allow it that it is both personal and professional because having um, the discipline to exercise, having that be some time that's carved out for self-care to make sure that you're unplugging both mentally and physically. Uh, you know, from the drudgeries of day-to-day career stuff, I think that's a really important thing. And on, we're in similar positions from a, a child standpoint or parenting that we have young kids at home. And I think it is so tough because I like to exercise right when I get home from the work. And there's so many days where I'm just not feeling it. Either the day was too busy at the office or we are running around to, you know, shuttle the kids to whatever activities they're doing. So it's hard to prioritize it, but it absolutely is important. Yeah,
1: I, I would say the other way to live longer is if you're a billionaire, you could probably get some of that fresh frozen blood from some young folks to uh, is that what they do?
0: I don't know, but uh I don't you think that's accessible do? to either of us. So we'll no. just have to stick with exercise. Okay. Moving on. Yeah.
1: I let's, let's hear something <laughs> that that um is going to improve your life then.
0: All right. So the one of the areas that I'm working on from a career perspective for 2024 is reading more. So I like to read, and I actually do a fair bit of reading. And my two genres that I like to read are um, historical nonfiction. So I love reading about World War Two, I love reading about, uh, you know, Rome, if we want to go with the TikTok trend, I love reading about, you know, great societies or, or empires, things like that. Uh, but I also love reading social psychology, developmental psychology books. And what I mean by that is, Like if you look at the New York Times bestseller list, it's all the self-help books. Now, a lot of them are crap because a lot of the self-help books I just think are, you know, think, think better about yourself, think happy thoughts, and they don't actually have meaningful change. But there's a lot of really good ones out there that I think can have a huge impact on your personal life, but then also your professional life. So I am trying this year to read one professional development book per month. So in just to, to give a preview, because I think I'm actually going to incorporate it in our newsletter and maybe once a month, just have a kind of a book review type of newsletter. But I just finished The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. And I love it. Obviously, I work in mental health, so I'm really interested in, you know, behavioral patterns. And it really, it's a really wonderful breakdown in the book of how our behaviors and decision making affect our ability to manage money and finances. And it's so fascinating because, you know, the three rules of money is to make more than you spend, save the difference, and be patient. It's not hard. It's very, very simple. And yet we struggle with it. The majority of Americans can't even, um, you know, shelter a $1,000 expense. So it's something where, you know, the ability is there. Everyone has the the ability to to be better with their finances, but sometimes it's so elusive to people. And a lot of that is behavioral. It's the... fear of, you know, putting their money in the markets or the desire to have immediate gratification instead of delayed. So I'm really enjoying that book. And as you can see, I'm going off on a tangent on it. But my goal is to try and read professionally one book a month that kind of ties into this. And I think this is actually the cool thing with this podcast is I already love reading those types of books, those, you know, kind of leadership, self-help, career development type of books. And now the podcast maybe gives a little bit of a reason for me to read that as well, where then I can use that to share with our listeners to share with our audience, or even gain more knowledge for myself that I can then pass on through our discussions on here
1: yeah i'm not I promise that I did not just write this down as you were speaking, but I was also adding reading to mine i
0: oh I love it good so
1: and this is why I enjoy reading as well. I enjoy reading historical nonfiction military history Yeah, i think every guy
0: does probably right i I don't know
1: we we all i mean we talk about these the generations how things have changed we look back and think that life was better at those times when it really (laughs) necessarily wasn't right it wasn't no now um but i grew up watching john wayne i mean what what else do you you went into the military I was told I was not allowed to until I went to school. My dad told me, but then I got married and had kids and thought maybe I didn't want to babysit 18-year-olds <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's,
0: that's pretty much what military service is.
1: Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, I just finished reading um, a couple great books about World War II, Vietnam, uh, a World War I book. I, it's just something I really enjoy. However, I've got a stack of professional books that I've been meaning to read, but there, I had such a, a long um, absence of reading for for quite a while because I was really busy with many different projects and I just didn't take any time for myself. Mm-hmm. So when I decided to start reading again, I decided to re- start reading just for pleasure. You know, I, I was reading some thriller books and some historical nonfiction. Um, I enjoy reading or listening to audiobooks when I work outside. So, I listen and read a lot. However, I I, man, I had a long list of professional books that I bought cut near my bedside table and just haven't read yet. So same it's something I just need to get through. I spent the money on it; might as well as read them.
0: Yeah, and my hope is, and maybe you can be part of this as well. Then, if you're going to be doing more reading, is I want to kind of navigate through a lot of these New York Times bestsellers. So one of the ones I just bought and I'm waiting for is. um Oh, my goodness. What's the name of the book? Uh, Atomic Habits. Yeah. So, yeah. And and those types of books that are persistently on the the bestseller list and kind of try and navigate them and figure out if you can pull some key points and either summarize it so others don't have to read it or read it, summarize it, and then maybe encourage or spur people to read it themselves if it's a book that has a lot of meaning or has a lot of, um, you know, really good take home points. So, I love it. I think that's something that we can maybe both do together and even hold each other accountable to try and read more through the, the next year. White Codes Book Club. Oh, man, don't even get me started on that. So <clears throat> here's a shameless plug. So I'm a founding member of Humans in Healthcare, which is a, a community started by Amy Story. And the whole idea behind it is she wanted this, this off social media group where people could be really real and vulnerable and talk about their struggles from a healthcare perspective. And one of the things that I was talking to Amy about recently was a book club would be so much fun. It's a a great environment where if you had a group of maybe eight or 10 people, healthcare providers, and you pick books that are really relevant to the field, you know, relevant from an interprofessional perspective, that would be a really cool thing to do. So uh, it, it maybe is in the works. I'll keep you updated. Yeah, maybe, I
1: mean, just throwing stuff out there, it is a round table, like grand rounds.
0: Mm-hmm. You can
1: have a physician. I like um, it, yeah. Some APPs, maybe even a PharmD, who knows?
0: We'll a see, nurse. yeah. I love it. All but, right, well, what do you got? You want to do one or you want me to give another?
1: So I'll finish with the my last one. Now, this is this is a little bit more abstract, but I wrote down the word focus because my – in the past couple months um, I had to start focusing on what I want to do or what I want to put my energy into. And I had been spread thin. I I spread myself thin uh, over previous months and it definitely took a hit on professional and personal life. So uh, what I really want to do is pick one or two focuses and just do those things well instead of trying to do a quantity of things to add to a CV or resume or, you know, just having a talking point. Say, yeah, oh, yeah, I've done that as well because I'm doing this, 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 and this. Um, I'm realizing now that in order to do something well, you need to be passionate about it. And to be passionate about something means that you can't have your focus uh, being torn in many different directions because you can't really do it well. So. I'm really honing in on those things that I'm going to focus on, but it's about saying no to the opportunities that seem like they could go somewhere or have a great opportunity to go somewhere, but realizing you got to say no to some stuff to make sure that your passions actually can be said. Uh, you can say yes to those things.
0: Yeah. I'll, I will i can I had that on my list as well. So I'll just tack off of that and then we can discuss it. But one of the The resolutions that I had is to consolidate my work. And I think it's kind of similar to that. Um, I was hemming and hawing between having the resolution being saying no um, versus consolidation. And I think they're both very similar to what you're, you're saying. I think we're both in a position now where we've been blessed with a lot of opportunity. And that's a really great thing. And that's really exciting. And it's a kind of, it's a foreign and weird position to be in to then have to figure out how to pare back or how to prioritize. And for me, the thing that I always struggle with is I really am, I try to be mindful of mixing high paid work and low paid work that is really meaningful work. Um, So with that, academics is often the one that we talk about where academia doesn't pay well, but it's super, super meaningful. You get to give back, you get to pour into the next generation, you get to feel like you're really uh, making a difference in terms of medicine or within your profession. So it's wonderful. But at the same time, if I just did academia, I would not make the money that I desire to make. Uh, So there's always this balance that needs to be struck so I think finding that balance is always tough because there's no right or wrong answer to it. It's it's trying to figure out and always constantly assess, okay, here's where I want to be in terms of career objectives. Here's where I want to be in terms of my personal life and making sure that I'm still, you know, having the time that I want and the priorities I want personally, and then figuring out how the career stuff fits in there. So I, I think it's a constant struggle. So I, I love that you have that on there just because I think that's one that probably uh, most healthcare professionals, if not everyone, should have consolidation or balance every year because i think if you're in a career where you're grinding if you're trying to get ahead there's always going to be a need to to assess and make sure that you're not um you know laying yourself on the altar of your career per- and you know dying personally because of it uh, but that also that your efforts are going in the right direction from a career standpoint that you're not putting a lot of time and effort into things that maybe don't actually move your career forward towards
1: where you want to be yeah we have made quite a change in our podcast and focus with the direction of white coats. Even in the past year, it's, it seems to be completely different direction than what we were originally planning on going. But that was because we're finding who we we're kind of figuring out who we are still in a sense. Like where do we fit in with the medical community uh, in the podcast and even some medical instruction or education. And we're coming into our own and we're seeing where we can make the biggest impact uh, among our peers and even personally. So uh, sometimes it just I feel like it just takes time for us to really figure out what we really want to do. And so for you listening, if you don't really know yet what your resolution is or what you want to focus on, sometimes it's just going to take a little bit of time. Um, you have to go through the growing pains of realizing you're not where you want to be or you haven't quite figured out where you want to go yet. So sometimes it just takes patience. Like you said with finances, it it does take patience to get where you want
0: to be. Yeah, agreed. And to toot our own horns a little bit, I, I agree. I think we, it's fun with white coats where we've kind of we've always been open to changing the message or evolving or trying to figure out where the unmet need is because really the goal of this always from the start has been education we want to make sure that we are helping anyone that engages with us you know whether it be the podcast the website social media that we're providing high quality content that allows people to move ahead in their life and in their careers and I pride ourselves I think it's really cool that we've done a good job of not necessarily, of being somewhat agnostic on workism. I think there's a lot of people out there that deify hustle culture and talk about, you know, to get ahead, you have to work harder than everyone else. To get ahead, you have to just, you know, you have to put, have more output than anyone else. And I think to some degree, that's true, where, you know, in medicine, if you want to get that next promotion, or if you want to move up, publishing is going to help you with that. Um, You know, taking on committee assignments at work is going to help you with that. But I think we've also done a nice job talking about how we don't have to identify with hustle culture to have a meaningful career. And I'm appreciative because I think you and I have different perspectives and we come at this very differently. And I think we've done a really nice job of highlighting the positives and negatives of both sides. And I like that because I think really, if we're providing career development resources, it doesn't necessarily just need to be here's my thoughts. Everyone should fit my mold. And I think so often these self-help books or these career coaches, that's what it is, is they, they say, I have the secret sauce to success. Here's what it is. And everyone's going to be different. Everyone's going to have different priorities. Everyone's going to find different meaning and purpose in their lives. So I, I love that. I think we've done a really nice job of at least attempting uh, to highlight both sides and highlight the different paths that can get you to ultimate career fulfillment.
1: I'm gonna make a video game analogy really quick. So, <laughs> bear with You're me. You're probably me gonna me then. When there are these games where you start off and you have to build your character, and you get so many skill points, like a total of maybe like ten skill points, and you get to divvy it up with charisma, strength, you know, speed, whatever those things are. Um, now I. I will make the analogy as though there are some folks that have more baseline skill points or rather what they have the capacity to do than others. Uh, but I feel as though in life we do have to choose where we want our total amount of skill points to be spread out through our life. And you may find that, uh, time with family is much more important to you than uh, the amount of money you make. And so you'll put more skill points into t- spending time with your money and realizing that you're going to have to scale back on your finances or how much you make or how much you spend. Like you, you just have to adjust your life based on what your capacity is. And something that I've, I've learned speaking to so many different experts on the podcast, uh, people who've reached out to us, even between you and me, uh, you and I might. Is that although I, I see what I could become or what I have the desire to become. Sometimes what we see in our future, what we want, doesn't always match up with our value systems. And so, to best know where you're going in the future, you really need to figure out what you actually value and not what you wish you would value. If that makes or, sense, or what
0: you think society or culture expects you to value. Yeah. The outside pressure. Yes. Right.
1: So I think, um, reflecting on that, it's been nice. I just want to, uh, ditto what you said, working with other people who have different ideas, um, and understandings of life do help you hone in on what you want and desire to do in your future. And just sticking with that and not always looking on the outside saying, that person is doing this thing well. I want to do that too.
0: Love it. So let's move on to third. So I'll go. Actually, I'll. Uh, I'm just going to jump in here. And, yeah. No, and I did just my third it. one. It's, oh, it's you did you. your, your third. I yeah. can't count. Okay, perfect. So, so my third is my career resolution is I want to publish more. So I have recently just been thinking about like, what can I do to continue to advance? And, you know, from a a career standpoint, one of the things that I continue to aspire to be is I want to be the go to um, person for psychiatry for PA or NP. So I, you know, when people think of, you know, medical educators in psychiatry, there's a a handful of physicians that you just right off the top of your head, if you're in this field, you think of, uh, you know, and I don't need to name drop because anyone that's out of psychiatry has no idea what I'm talking about. So my my aspiration as a consultant is to continue to get there. And one of the things I've been thinking about that I want to try and fortify or, or do better on is publication. So this past year, um, in 2023, I've made more concerted effort to do that. Publishing, unfortunately, is a uh, a career aspiration that doesn't come quickly. It takes some time. So I I have a couple different projects that are in the works and hopefully will be submitted soon. And then obviously there's still uncertainty of whether things get approved or accepted. But one of my goals is to try and get one publication per year. So in 2024, ideally, if I can have one peer reviewed publication, that would be great. I maybe two because I think I'm going to end up submitting four or five different papers. Uh, So that's one of the goals. And I think it's actually a great example, as we were talking earlier about having a plan. This is something in 2023 I thought a lot about. I decided to put more time into it because for me, it's always when I'm reflecting on career or where I can be, where I want to be, I always look at it with the sense of time. Is, is this something where I need to shift my time priorities because time is the most valuable resource? So in the past year, I've, I've spent more of my time or dedicated more of my time to writing, to publications or submitting. Um, but one of the other things that I did is I got linked up with a school that was looking for faculty research advisors for their doctoral PA program. So I, this past fall, I mentored three PAs who were pursuing their doctorate and they were all working on research projects. And it was incredible. The, the pay was very low, but it, it offered an opportunity to provide insight, to provide mentorship and guidance, and then be a co-author on the paper. Um, so all three of the papers from the students that I advised, they came out amazingly. Um, they were all papers that I have a lot of interest and expertise on because as the faculty advisor, I was able to to maybe move them or encourage them in a direction towards things that I had a very high level of knowledge and expertise. So it's exciting. I will see none of them have been accepted for publication yet. So that's the next step. But it's something where I de- I, I was able to identify that this was an area in my CV or in my career that I feel like I was maybe lacking or not doing as well as I needed to in terms of where I want to be aspirationally. So I made a plan of how to get there. And 2024 is going to be making sure that that plan actually generates results. So we'll see, Uh, you know, give it some more time before we can really call it a win. But I think it's a great example of setting a plan and then implementing it. So 2024 will be implementation of that plan. I'm excited about this. Um... Carolyn and
1: I have already talked about how we're implementing at least one of these things. So Mm -hmm. there's not really too many excuses not to get going. So we can report on how we're doing um, even maybe next week.
0: Yeah. I love this. It's kind of weird because as we talk about so often, you're the extrovert. I am the introvert. So even though I have made a career of medical education and presenting publicly. And now with this, it's still very awkward to me because I I prefer to be a homebody at home with a book or with my kids. But the flip side to that is even though there's some discomfort with maybe living our careers out publicly, uh, there's a lot of really cool accountability that comes with that. There's a lot of opportunity to to have people kind of rooting for you or also holding you accountable. And I think that can be a a very strong motivator when you know that it's more than just you that you're going to um have to answer to if you just decide to to not follow through on what you promised so blessing and a curse i guess
1: very good <laughs> Well, mike i'm i'm excited that we're back at it and it Me is good, it's good to see you uh,
0: I know yeah even just in the past month we didn't even it, it's kind of funny cuz it's like this this odd couple marriage where we get to see each other for several hours per week and i'm not sick of you yet which is good so well, it was weird I, I going almost, like a whole month without seeing you
1: i almost saw you on christmas eve or the day before I'm, I'm sad that you didn't come because i have your christmas gift still i know i know it was uh believe me if i could have gotten a little time to get out of that house how many people were there i would uh...
0: on an unrelated note and i could say this offline but um aunt lena is all confused because we both have four boys and aunt lena apparently was over when carolyn had the kids there and then yep. she came over to my house or my dad's house on Friday. Yeah. She's like, oh, I just saw these boys. And it's like, no, 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 nope, yep. nope. There's two, two families in that boys. have four boys. Yep. <laughs> Lots of boys. It was. All funny. right. Well, John, do you want to do a personal item? Let's, let's finish with tradition. We'll switch over to a personal item to make sure that we're maintaining our humanity and healthcare. So do you have anything interesting personally that you want to share?
1: Uh, so my wife has been baking a lot, something that she got back into. Um, and she got a big order this year. And uh, in this order, she had to make all these cakes uh, for this company. And so she's like, I don't know how I'm going to carry these things. So I got to use my woodworking skills to make a few trays that stacked on top of each other that she could load these things on. Man, I I thought it was 930 one night when I was working on it because she needed it the next morning. I was looking forward to watching this new documentary on Netflix called... World War Two from the front lines. Oh Mike, yes, it's on my queue. It's so good, Mike. Oh good, okay, good. Um, and so I was like, okay, I have this done. I think it's probably nine thirty. I'm going to go in and watch this. And I look at my clock, and it was twelve thirty in the morning. And I got it done, and it looked really good. But it just goes to show that when you really enjoy something, you time flies because my night was over. It was great though. It turned out wonderful. Good. And she was able to carry them. So it worked.
0: Very cool. And you didn't cut your thumb off. So that's great. Uh, Winning. Yeah. Hashtag 10 fingers still. Yeah. (laughs) Wonderful. So I think I'm going to, my personal item is going to be an extension of what you talked about earlier that I took off from Christmas to New Year's and I, I came into the office one day for about four hours just to get some stuff done. But took off almost the entire week. in the way that Christmas and New Year's lined up, it ended up being, I think, nine or 10 days off. And it was so great. I, anytime I have time off, it's just wonderful because I, I love my career. I love what I do. Every single day, I look forward to either seeing patients or uh, teaching or whatever, you know, that I feel like I'm contributing to improving outcomes in mental health. But when I had time away, really able to unplug it's just so lovely to have that time with the kids and with with um natalie and we played lots of games the kids are now getting old enough that they can play board games so we got several new board games for christmas and there were some really spirited games of dominoes and splendor which i don't know if you've played but it's actually fantastic my kids are obsessed so thank you uncle jamie for getting the kids splendor we've loved it but yeah so i guess uh my personal item is that i'm Finding some degree of love in playing board games because the kids are now able to play them, but also just that it's really, really good. Even if you love what you do, even if your career uh, really just gives you incredible meaning and purpose, that it's still good to step away or have some unplugging time. Uh, We never want to have all our eggs in one basket. And having your, your meaning and purpose derived from other places is always a good thing. And making sure that you're having whatever that looks like to you, whether that be family, loved ones, hobbies. Uh, that there's always some degree of balance there, even if you love what you do. So I guess that's maybe a career or personal item, but that's okay. We'll we'll allow it. Well,
1: uh, we are a board game family, Mike. So if there perfect, so
0: Splendor's great. You'll have to get it.
1: I'll I will check it out because okay. we we got one something about on like what will you hue or I can't remember mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. the name of it is, but you have you have like a big palette. It looks like a periodic table of colors, and you have you pick a color out. Um, off out of a deck and you have to explain the color. People have to put their, it, it's with
0: kids. Like, I'm not a board They don't know. Guys, so this is yeah. all new to me, but I, I love doing it with the kids and the family, but it's fun. Awesome. Well, John, great to do this again. So good to be back. I'm uh, excited for what the new year holds. I'm really excited to be back in the saddle behind the microphone and uh, looking forward to the next few weeks where we have some great guests lined up. We've got some really exciting topics and uh, we're going to be, you know, hitting the ground running, which is really exciting. So for all of you listening, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you had a wonderful holiday season. This is White Coats of the Round Table. If you like what you hear, consider giving us a follow, even leave us a review. If you don't like what you hear, definitely don't review us. Until next week, this is Mike and John. Bye, everyone.